this is Lunchbox Radio. Now, before we get started proper, I just want to remind you that the new show is back in force with five stories that um, we think you should know every week. Um, that comes out the day before this. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to hear the um, Lunchbox Weekly News, it will be the episode immediately before in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now. Um, but on that note, you can also go listen to the previous third day edition, which is all about the sacred blacksmiths. Um, and like how, how I have odd feelings about that just fine show. Um, but on that note, um, what we are going to be talking about today is a little show that came out in the most recent season, I believe, um, in the... Whatever, whatever the la- in the summer in the I was right in my thinking in the summer of twenty twenty three in the summer twenty twenty three season, and that is a show that you may or may not have heard of, since it it certainly has a reputation because of its source material, but it also it doesn't it doesn't have a. It doesn't have a huge pronent, um, pronounced presence because it's not. It's an odd show, and that show is called Gene of Eye. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that me, as a person, as a lover of storytelling, and as a lover of like entertainment as a medium for storytelling. I always love a good what-ifs scenario. And that's where Gina, Gina Vi really excels. Because the thing lots of people think you need to do with a what-if scenario is like answer all the big questions. But the things that make people love shows that are great what-if scenarios are all the stuff you didn't intend to answer. And I'll give a couple... Uh, the the example of this I always give on this show is the fact that you know how they deliver the mail in Konoha in Naruto. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Because of an ep- of a filler episode of Boruto. That's a consequence of just having the need to fill time. But another great version of this is little character little characterizations that you get along the way of the bigger story. Something like the fact that Levi is a clean freak in Attack on Titan, or any any little thing like that, or the like ramen shop stuff in Naruto is all these little like. Slightly unintended consequences. It's the stuff you didn't show up for, but it's the stuff that like gives you life as a fan as a fan of a show, 
when you're watching it. And there are there are certainly shows that don't that don't have these little flourishes, and uh, but also you don't super miss them. So like a perfect example of this show is actually Tokyo Revengers has very little just flourishes that are just there because because it wants to be very intentional with the story and it understands that and you the viewer understand that so it all makes sense but the a thing that i've always believed that sci-fi which is what gene of i really is it's really sci-fi cyberpunk um it definitely cyberpunk excels with is when it can take the monotonous the like the daily just drudgery and it can mess with it just enough where it's saying something profound so i'm going to give you a little overview of what the concept behind gene of i is right now is when you're watching a show so in gene of i there are two kinds of essentially human beings there are natural born human beings which, when you're watching a show, if you look at a character's eyes and they have normal round eyes, then you realize, oh, they're they're just humans. Um, but if you're watching a show and they have like a little like, it almost looks like a USB-C port um hole for a pupil. It looks like a circle's been squashed, so the sides are still round, but the top and bottom are flat. That is what this show refers to as a humanoid. And humanoids are essentially robots who have give, who have been who have gained some sort of race of robots who have sentience. Now this this show is not interested in the stuff that something like Blade Runner is interested in. which is, you know, the very beginning of that sentience, the very beginning of um, achieving sentient thought and like independent thought and how these people essentially are born which is something that if you want that kind of thing of course a, a recording from the middle of the day and of course a uneditable thing happens but go figure um but that that's the that's the fire alarm in my local neighborhood it's insane it happens it happens oftentimes once a day if not more, but um, the so you have that kind of saying. What Genomai is, is it's looking way past that. It's looking past the dark times of the times of upheaval when all of this was get was going weird. But not looking so far past it that there aren't still problems, because a there will always be problems with any. With any human-like existence, there's always going to be problems. And it's asking these core questions about what it looks like to live in a society like this. What it looks like to exist in a universe in which there's, there's a lot more possible. And there's... And there's what it looks like to exist in a universe where if you're a humanoid you can be adjusted so there's a great episode i think it's like episode seven i haven't finished this there's obviously an overarching story happening with 
our main character, um, Doctor Si Doctor Pseudo, or Doctor Pseudo, not Doctor Doctor Pseudo. But um, oh, something was actually wrong. I can hear the um, fire truck going by. But in any event, the there's an overarching story there. But what's interesting to me, what keeps your attention, is not necessarily the overarching story. It's these little stories because Pseudo runs a doctor's office, a, an all-purpose doctor's office, where he he seemingly treats humans and he treats um, humanoids. But treating a humanoid is a very different thing because they are essentially, if you've seen Ghost in the Shell, they're are essentially like fully cyberized people. They've got they've got a cyber brain that's accessible, like you take off the back of their head and you can plug in a coaxial cable kind of thing. Um so there's a really interesting episode about a young boy. Uh I think I think his name I think it's Masa. I think the kid's name is Masa actually. I think that might be the one I'm thinking of. But in any event, this young boy, um is an absolute genius at piano. But he has no... There's no regulating factor to him. He doesn't... Um... He doesn't have... There's no... Factor of, like... He lashes out a lot. He doesn't do what he doesn't enjoy. He only... But he, when he enjoys something, he focuses in on it so, so precisely that he doesn't stop. He's, he's clearly got some sort of obsessive behavior thing happening. And he, he lashes out at all the adults in his life. At, at his mother, at, um, at his teachers. And he's like, um, he's like maybe in early middle school, let's say, like, like maybe six maybe fifth sixth grade um probably sixth like fifth sixth grade is probably perfect for where he is for way that and in the case of a human you would go through therapy you would you would go you would send that kid into therapy you'd like a therapist would work with the child and like figure it all out and like establish coping strategies you know you might do medication it's because i know we know it doesn't always work but you know there's like a road to doing that. In the case of the humanoids, though, there's actually two options. And the options are traditional therapy, or you can straight up have an adjustment. Like, you can just be adjusted. And there's a episode before this where they do a, where they show a more extreme version of this where it's not just an adjustment but pseudo <laughs> literally installs a button that like immediately shuts down any libido <laughs> that a character that uh that an incidental um for the story for the small story that they're telling in this like bot in one of the ones where they don't do two but they like cut it into four parts. Because usually they cut the episode into two parts, but in this case they're cutting it into four parts. Because they wanted to tell smaller stories, probably 
If I had to guess, um, I don't know. You know, I'm fairly certain this is, um, a, I'm fairly certain this is adapted from a manga. So my gut feeling is they had smaller, um, they had smaller, they had smaller manga stories that they wanted to, they want, they wanted to talk, they wanted to put into it, but there was no place to fit them. So they did a little bit of a clip show, but the, um, long and short of it is that, like he installs this button basically behind his ears that he could just press and it just shuts all of his libido just completely off. And you see that that fixes his one problem, but the reason why he was trying to get himself to be more, to be less horny, basically, is so he could be more faithful to his girlfriend because him and his girlfriend were constantly getting into fights because he kept fucking cheating on her. And what the story reveals is their entire relationship was kind of built around this, like, messy, messy, chaotic energy of, I loved you, but you keep cheating on me, but I still love you and I always come back. And once that wasn't there, the woman straight up the fuck left. She just left him. And it was, he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then he goes to Sudo and he goes like, you said you can remove this, right? He's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And the key thing here that I really like in that particular little short is there's no judgment to it. There's no... Pseudo may have hunches along the way of, like, how the hell he's doing this. Like, like what the consequence of this is about to be. But he respects his patient's wishes. He tries to guide them down the best path. But that doesn't always go the way that people, but there's like, often side, there's often, not even side effects medically, but side effects just in your life to making choices like that, that people don't think about. So like, a common thing in, you know, current day medical society is, um, plastic surgery. And I don't know if it's still on anymore because I don't watch c cable TV nearly as much as I used to when I was, like, in my teens and 20s. But there was a great show um, called Botch. And the entire point of Botch was... Either went one of two ways. Either it was people who had botched plastic surgery, which means they had some sort of low-end plastic surgery. Oftentimes, they went to Mexico to get... Uh, plastic surgery procedure done and it went bad on them or they or the less relevant to this um scenario is they would come in with some natural deformity or something and they would get it fixed and either they got a discount or it was free because they like agreed to be on the air but there was a really odd interesting weird case and they had a bunch of weird cases something some of which they watched the person leave and they're like, oh, that person's going to fuck themselves up. And then and then when they come back and they fuck themselves up, we're going to fix them. But we're also going to tell you, hey, told you so. 
But there was a guy who's like, he was probably in his 50s, and as uh, in his 20s, he made the executive decision to get, um, I have all my windows open, that was probably not the best idea, but um, he made the executive decision to get breast implants as a man, that, mostly as a joke. <laughs> And he got to a certain place in his life where he's like, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> this is like, I, 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 like, this is shameful and weird and bad. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, transitioning, but I, at no point in time transition, I just thought it would be funny if I had boobs. And... He gets them removed. He gets reconstructive surgery to have, like, a proper male chest. But there's tons of stuff like that in that show, in that show Botched. And you can probably look up, like, some of the cases. Like, there was a case of a, of a trans woman who had, filler, who had filler done illegally in her cheeks. And it was, like, it all broken up and her cheeks were all, like, hard and almost seemed like they were filled with never-quite-dry cement. There's all kinds of consequences that are totally livable, but not good (laughs) to serious medical actions and indeed everything that you do. And so much of the Gene of I show is about, you can do that, is about the core concept of everybody was was thinking too hard about if they could, they didn't think it, they didn't think they should. So, the there is, and it's a really somber, sad, fucked up, but like fucked up from an angle that you can understand it. There is a, there are two episodes actually I want to talk about very specifically, and the first one is this, um, is this episode. That involves this woman who's kind of given up on falling in love. But she still wants a relationship. Now, if you're familiar at all with, like, Japanese society and, like, the romanticiz- the romanticizing being with another person, which many people do, myself included, uh, you'll know that currently you can, as a woman, go and have your wedding picture taken... With nobody. You can just, like, spend a day, get in a gown, and have a wedding picture taken. Just to experience it and have the fun of doing it. But, we need another truck, of course. The act of doing that by yourself, it's just like, you just, you, you're walling yourself off from the, from from doing it with another person. Often people times people say like, I don't really want to be in a relationship and do this. I'd rather just do it for myself just so I have the majesty and the fun. But it's missing a part. And no shame to anybody who wants to do this, but it's missing a part. And there's an episode of the show where they have a character where this character this woman is she wants to be in a relationship so she basically does a rent-a-boyfriend who's an android who behaves like a real, loving, deeply committed partner. 
and she pays a monthly fee, like like it's Netflix for dudes or something. Um, but eventually she meets somebody real, and it causes her a lot of emotional distress because she's like, I, I, I found like a real human being. I think I love. What's gonna happen to you? And he straight up just said like, Oh, I, I'll get in a car one day, and my memory will be wiped, and I'll just. And it will just drive me off into the distance and you'll never see me again until you... And then he, like, hands her a coupon. And this is the thing I really like about this show is that it's... It's fully aware of the consequences of what the hell. But it's not being high-minded about it. So, like, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell, they, they bring up, like, manufacturers of parts for prosthetics all the time in that show and they go investigate it and like they have there's like a conversation with a dude in a box with a dude who just like a box with legs um who's like a who's like a high-end prosthetic body parts manufacturer it, it but this is but that's like on the governmental level that's a level of society that you as a person would never see if you were like walking around. The thing about Ghost in the Shell is they are the, at the top end of that pyramid. Gene of I is very much it's at the bot it's at the it's at the normal like middle of the road of the pyramid. It's it's not what criminals would do and get into. It's not what the government would do and get into. It's what you and I would experience as a result of both of those ends. So, the entire show, you get things like that, and you also get something that, and this was one that, like, so there's all this, like, robot stuff and all this, like, the very first episode starts is about a woman who had her memory illegally copied, just in case, and then her prosthetic brain essentially contracts a virus because they did it over the, because they did it in the most shady way possible and that's also a very illegal thing but pseudo helps them anyway but pseudo helps them anyway because you little wing is now streaming on paramount plus i'm in a period of emotional people is that all the oh i don't care crap a little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wayne, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
come to find out, and this is part of the overarching story, that they haven't really... They haven't touched a whole lot yet, but I imagine they will, of Pseudo's mother was a humanoid. And she participated in like a... In like a public, in like a, in like a company test that would guarantee that paid her that paid would pay their family a lot of money, but involves copying her conscious her mind, creating a functioning copy of her mind, which was super illegal. So her his mother is in prison. Um, for that, and the copies ended up, and the copy and her copies ended up leaking out onto the internet somehow. So that's its own thing that they haven't touched yet but there's all that stuff there's all this like stuff about like humanoids what's ethical what's not what's what's going too far what's not going too far what price are you willing to pay for what um the resolution of the you know kid who's acting out but plays beautiful piano is basically that he gets the adjustment because the therapy doesn't work and the and the tricks that they that they teach him to deal with everything doesn't work. And yes, he, he's happy when he's playing the piano, but that's the only time he's happy. And Pseudo takes an interest in his piano playing because it's beautiful. And he so he gets the adjustment, comes back, gives Pseudo another sample of piano playing, and it's it's still technically very good. It's still beautiful. He can still play the song beautifully. But there's less heart behind it. There's less so. There's less of a soulful feeling because that imbalance was creating the opportunity for expression in that way. So that first off convinced me I wanted to talk about it. But the other the other episode convinced me I wanted to talk about it had nothing to do with the core, like, humanoid, like, conflict that this show is very focused on. It had to do with, um, tech in this show where basically everybody gets, like, a, some kind of implant at some point that projects a screen in, like, AR space. And everybody can perceive these screens, but you can't perceive them from the back. And so there's a layer in in a similar way that there's a layer of AR and holograms over the world in um, in uh, Psychopath that exists to a in a certain way and extent, but it's like a physical thing that you get done to you at some age when it's appropriate. I'm sure that um, can map over the world. And this one of the episodes proposes this idea that there's a kind of like girlfriend experience AI program you can install and you can upload a bunch of pictures of somebody and it will just make that person. But that person will be once again a loving, like a loving, devoted partner and this guy and then this you know preteen kid you know love sick after this one girl in his class 
and he 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 knows he knows on some level that it's a betrayal and it's wrong. He t he takes all these he takes all these pictures he's taken of this girl he has a crush on and he uploads them into the program, and he has a he has what you're led to believe is a fairly explicit relationship with this like AI fake of this girl. Right up until he gets she asks him out like he gets the opportunity to go out on a date with her and he tells her this and she's like yeah no that's not okay and the, the I want to be clear here the show is very clearly telling you this parable story about this kid but it lets the characters in universe you know cast judgment on them and he's honest but it's not like it's not they don't make it happy they don't make a happy ending for it they make they make consequences but also they're the thing that they're doing here is they're not showing you and this is something that Ghost in the Shell actually does to a detriment I think when I think about this show in comparison to that show I think that this show shows you the potent the darker potential of this stuff of like things that are possible in the future and then it says no this stuff doesn't just exist in a vacuum it's not just you know like these rich guys who have sex androids would probably be pretty depressed and lonely <laughs> like would would probably like there's there's some emotional toll there that uh, because of what Ghost in the Shell especially standalone complex is doing it's not interested in that except for the episode where they have an episode where um, the major pretends to be a, a prostitute essentially to like catch a um, to catch a spy of some kind to catch like a, somebody who's doing some sort of espionage thing who ends up just being a very broken, broken man. And that, that particular episode is super sad. But. The. But the thing that this show also does. Is it, let, is it had you sit with people. As they sit in those consequences. And it lets you watch them for. Just a few more minutes. So what you see. Is that guy. Is that kid is like so broken up about like that relationship the relationship that he wanted finally happening but breaking because of a choice he made and then he turns the hologram lady back on or the hologram lady was, was never off and he lets it just kind of happen he, he, he's just kind of okay with it you get the sense that eventually he'll grow he'll you know, recognize how fucked up he was, and blah 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 blah. He's like, he's at an impressionable age, and this will be a learning experience. But not enough thought is often given in cyberpunk stuff to the mundane, to the consumer level of what's happening. So, um. There's a great, 
the the, la- the last thing I'll the last one I'll kind of bring up here is this great and it it this is great um story in here about this character about this young boy who has a single mother and a single mother like wants this her kid to like have a friend and like have someone to be there for him and care for him when he when he was when he was younger and so she got him a little robotic bear named Pompo and Pompo is like his best friend and he loves Pompo but now he's like maybe on the verge of like maybe eight or nine and he's still hanging out with Pompo he's still hanging out with his robot teddy bear friend and his mother is so irate about this. She's so pissed because he. She's like, uh, she doesn't want to eat at the table with this teddy bear. As the teddy bear just like hello, and you as a person get it, but it seems kind of heartless and weird. And Pompa breaks, and eventually, like. And so they bring Pompo to Sudo, and Sudo repairs him. And Sudo's also, like, having conversations with his mother, like, look, this is perfectly normal, it's fine, blah, 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 blah. And push comes to shove, and eventually you realize that she bought, that the what, that her mother bought Pompo used. And when you see that is Pompo's memory... Pompo's like an old toy at this point and it's memory malfunctions so essentially he's hallucinating someone who's not there and it was the previous owner and it was this young girl who died and it the ending is sweet a little morbid a little bittersweet all that but it's this it's this practical application of what would happen in reality if you could do this and not at some high level at like you went and you bought a next generation tickle me elmo (laughs) or like you went and you bought a used furby that wasn't wiped properly like that kind of stuff and this stuff isn't that far off from what from what could happen now it's It's pretty easy to think about the big strokes of a world, of of an imagined world. It's much more difficult, and it gets much more difficult to think about the small individual parts and stories that take place in that world. One of the um, reasons why a video game like, say, Cyberpunk 2077 has so many writers is because they want to put a writer on like the the quest where you have to get the creep shots back we have to get this video this video of a president of a um politi- politician having an affair back they they want they want someone who will only be devoted to that not to the overarching story they want people who are devoted to an individual storyline in the overarching story and you watch a show like this and you see why because like 
this show gets so granular with the emotions of the, th- the actual things happening to all these incidental characters that it really gives you a feel for like the societal condition they're all living in. You know that you know. And the kinds of things that are possible. If if you're listening to this and you're a kid, my gut feeling is you've probably seen porn. Your parents, your parents, your your mother may not think about that, but your father definitely knows. Like he knows. Like if if you're like, oh my dad, my dad doesn't know I've seen porn. Trust me, trust me. If he's around my age, if you're like a teenager, and or he's slightly older than me, if he's, if your dad's a millennial, like me, he knows you've seen porn. (laughs) Um, trust me. But, this show, this show, in that, like, AI girlfriend explicit relationship episode, or, um, section of that episode, put into reality the idea of kids swimming around the internet with all of this porn and all of this explicit material into into practice in a very real way and and then took it a step further by making it like it this is not this is not the same as like a couple become sexually active in middle school and the guy's idea of sex is informed by a couple years by watching porn since he was 12. That's a that's not what we're, what it's doing. It's doing something much more specific in the way of a guy takes pictures of a girl and feeds them into and I get I get ads for doing this on my fo- on TikTok all the time, which is insane because it seems super illegal, or it should be super illegal. Taking a bunch of pictures of a girl he likes in a class and feeding them into an AI program that generates her naked body. That's a real thing you can do, or at least a real thing that ads tell people you can do on social media. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Shows that and that episode showed the actual consequence of doing that, the actual negative consequence of doing that. It didn't let that side character get away with it. It didn't make it just nice and cute and okay. It made it like, oh no, like that that that's creepy. And the way you learned this was creepy, you did it, and someone would like, oh, that's creepy. Here's here's an immediate consequence. And I just. Watching Gene of I made me really focus on how much I liked it as a show because it's not about the big swings. So much of it is just about 
the smaller, more granular questions about just living in a cyberpunk future. And and it's not... We always want to debate stuff like... We always want to debate stuff like... Um, should something be possible? But nobody ever thinks about the fact that it's just going to be. Eventually, you're going to be... Eventually, things like... Um, that AI girlfriend app... Um, what's it called? Um, th- th- there's an AI girlfriend app you can get. Um, eventually, that's just... Like, that will be so much more than it is now. And we'll all have to ask the question of, like... what A question similar to the question asked at the end of that movie, Her, with, um, with um, Walking Phoenix, I think it is. Um... Is it okay that somebody has a AI girlfriend or an AI boyfriend before you or alongside you? Is it okay that you have a relationship with someone who's not real? Is it okay if that someone who's not real looks like a real person? Um, Futurama did this in a joking way with Lucy Liu. And, like, what, what are the norms around that? What, what's too far? This show is asking those questions in, pra- in, in really practical, easy to understand terms, and it's not be, it's doing its best not to be judgmental about it, except for like, hey, this is a violation of privacy, or hey, this is a violation of personhood, or something like that. It's also giving you a really full understanding of the consequences of actions in this in this in these scenarios on that note if you're interested at all in watching Genovai it's actually available on Crunchyroll so you can go check it out over there but um, new episodes of the podcast come out every Wednesday for the news for the for Lunchbox Weekly News and every Thursday for the normal third day edition, which is talking about a show or film or thing, usually animated, very every once in a while I go crazy and I talk about something that is um, a live action thing, whether it be a, I talked about the um, oftentimes anime related, even either without question, or I will let you know, like I talked about Queen's Game a while ago. Um, because that thing's a sports anime, whether you want to, whether you realize it or not, it's a sports anime. Um, um, but I also talked about the live action One Piece over on Netflix. Actually, those were both from Netflix. But, um, so definitely go check out both of those episodes in the feed in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now. And definitely leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or that other app. It really helps the show get you know, circulated and put in front of people and share it with your friends too, because that also helps. Um, but until next Thursday, I have been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio, and I'll talk to you next time.